This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs. Hello and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast for Thursday, June 9th. I'm your host, Dylan Higgins, joined by my co-host, Matthew DeWaskin. Matt, how you doing? Dylan, I'm, I'm doing well. I've got my black armband on in support of you. In support of me, in support yeah. of th- this news that I discovered 60 seconds ago before we hit record on this podcast. Yes. Yes, uh, Rich Hill had a setback, and that makes me sad. I know. I've said before on the podcast this season that that would be the saddest thing for me this year would be if he, like, got derailed and we didn't get a full season of him. I mean, I'm not expecting 33 starts, but I want at least 25, you know? If he loses two weeks, I can deal. But we're we're getting such a sweet gift getting old Rich Hill and what he's been doing, and if we get that taken away from us, I'll be really sad. So, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Matt, I don't have a black armband, and I don't know what the equivalent would be, but are you doing okay after James Shields' debut with the White Sox? You know, I, I've been trying to think of a, a, a less inspiring debut for a, a, a pitcher in particular who just got traded. Yeah. And I, I don't, really can't think of one. What did uh, Johnny Cueto do in his first start for the Royals? Wasn't he, like, he threw, like, a complete game in the first one, I think, and then quickly fell apart. Does that sound right? I don't. I, I want to say he had like a great Royals debut, and everyone's like, "Yeah, look what we got!" And then he quickly was like, "Oh wait, how do I pitch?" You know, it was like terrible. It's so, essentially, you know, <laughs> okay. First off, I I wasn't inspired by the 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 twelve dozen interviews he gave, like complaining about you know what went on in San Diego. Sure, I, uh, that's not so, what you want your new guy doing. Yeah, you don't you don't want the new guy to be pouty. You want him to be like, yeah, you know. It's 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 going to be a part of a pennant race here in Chicago. I can't you know I, I I can't wait to get to the playoffs and you know try to win a World Series for this team. That that's what I want to hear. What what I heard right. was, man, you wouldn't believe what happened in San Diego. I didn't I didn't hear this. I believe you, but uh, that's yeah, that's not that's not a fun interview. No, uh, so that was the start, and then yes, he, he went out and got whacked. You know, had a, you know made a Snickers commercial. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah, it, I, I, he's going to be better than this, surely, obviously. I, I don't know that to be true. We'll find out. I don't know. It, I mean, it's definitely... I don't know. We'll see. I'm not panicking, but it's not a good first sign. I'm we did playing. get to see... Uh, we got to see J.B. Shuck pitch, though. Huh? Is you're that the most valuable Jim thing? Giggles. What's that? You're better than James Shields did. Yeah, he did. He threw... He allowed a, a smoked leadoff double when he first came in and then he got ground out, ground out and the second ground out scored the run and then he got Bryce Harper to ground out and there was some quote from him saying he can't wait to tell his like grandkids about when he faced Bryce Harper and got him out uh, it was pretty good so uh, yeah, that was the exciting part of that game was J.B. Shuck pitching and being okay lefty out of the pen um, did you see Snoop Dogg's first pitch in San Diego? I heard. I heard about. I didn't have a chance to see the video. I was. I was running around like. I can. I can send it to you. Everyone's like, "Oh, remember Fifty Cents? This is just as bad." Uh, no, it wasn't. No. Uh, Snoop Dogg threw it towards the plate, and it definitely like sailed wide. Like you've seen a major league pitcher make a pitch this bad. It was bad. Don't get me wrong. It was well off the plate, but it like he had fine arm action. He threw it at decently like towards the plate, just way wide. So. I mean, 50 Cent threw it, like, at a 45-degree angle. You know, did not look like a pitch. So, uh, it's it was a bad first pitch, but by far not an all-timer. You know, 
it was in the air, it didn't bounce, so uh, it's worth looking at, but don't let the headline fool you. Uh, there were worse. So, uh, Matt, you got anything else uh, that you saw on baseball on, on Wednesday? We're, the last few days we had some weird, like, out-of-order recordings, which had <laughs> some weird stuff going on, some yeah. ahead of time, some late. Um, Zach Davies did awesome a, a day ago. It was a pick of yours. I was you got, honest. I... I... <laughs> I didn't tell you this, but I, I, I should have. Um, you know, he he had a no hitter going through six. Uh-huh. And I had, exciting. And I I had I had these words like written into my phone. I almost sent it to you in text. <laughs> you know, the, these next nine outs are the most important of my life. Oh boy! Well, as we've said, you have a no hitter in our contest with Josh Beckett. I, want, a few I years wanted ago. number two, and I wanted it to be Zach Davies. I was, oh, I was so hopeful, but it would have been something. Well, he had an awesome start two starts ago. Now he's the second one. I made fun of you. There was a there's an outtake that sometimes for you listeners that listen all the way through, I put the outtakes sometimes, not all the time, uh, after the end of the outro music. And you and I had an outtake where you thought he had already made his start, and I said I hadn't seen it, and we had just been tired earlier this week and uh, lost track. You're like, no, he did great. Wait, he hasn't started yet. We've just been mixed up. I, I, so I made Zach Davies with Trevor Bauer was my mistake. Yeah. So and then oh, we again we we've been confused. And then uh, then he went out and actually did do awesome. So uh, just yeah, like Zach Davies. Yeah, there you go. Um, but then the recording came out after that. I don't know. So we're back on track. We're we're recording uh, truly before Thursday, uh, but after Wednesday's games. I'm, so, I'm uh, happy I, I stopped myself from the text. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> uh, yeah, Zach Davies, two in a row, really good ones. All right, um, we're about to get into these Thursday games. But first, let's talk about our friends over at SeatGeek, who are our sponsors, and uh, we really appreciate them. They sponsor us and the other podcasts here at Fangraphs. Uh, SeatGeek is great for buying or selling tickets to not just baseball games, but anything, shows, other sports, uh, concerts. And uh, you can use the app or the website and go to SeatGeek.com or download it on your mobile device. And, uh, yeah, check out what people are selling and what the prices are. It compares to other apps as well as, you know, all the different things for sale at that particular venue. And you can compare. And it gives them, like, a grade, which is really cool. So you can instantly see if you're getting a good deal or if it's, you know, not one you want to deal with. And uh, the best part is it shows you the final price right right there at the start. So you're not going to go, oh, that looks cheap, and then get to the end of purchase. And there's fees and taxes and convenience charge and who knows what. No, it just it shows you what you're going to pay, which is really nice. And you can you can shop around. So uh, go check it out. Download the app. Go to the website, SeatGeek.com, and browse. And you might see something you didn't know what was going on. It's a good way to see events. And uh the most important part is that as sponsors for us, they gave us a special promo code for you guys. If you put the word streams in the promo box, as in field of streams, specifically for us, they're going to give you 20 bucks off your first ticket that you buy through them, which is a pretty cool gift. So uh, they're helping out with that. You can go get 20 bucks off. So if you're browsing around and you see those prices, it's $20 less than that. So it's worth at least looking around. And uh, if you do it, tweet at us. Let us know that uh, you're using the product because they sponsor us and we're real happy with them. They support us. And and so check them out. Um, Matt used them. Matt was happy with the service. Got his 20 bucks. Yeah. No, I've, I've, I've used them a couple of times. Yeah, no, I I, I dig it. Um, coming up, the White Sox have Hawaiian shirt day. And yeah, you told me about that. Are you still thinking about going? If... Is James Shields pitching that day? Maybe you gotta. You're gonna go and then send it to me so I can wear it around Portland, right? A, a White Sox Hawaiian shirt. 
That would be like the ultimate hipster thing. It would be something. It'd be something to wear it on Fourth of July. It might be the only day I wear a Hawaiian shirt. Sad. Why would you wear it on the Fourth of July? Because when else would you wear a Hawaiian shirt? I don't know. I guess you're right because it's a Portland hipster thing to do. I could just wear it on a Tuesday. Who knows? But I, I would get some use out of it for sure. Um, all right, Matt. Thursday, June night. There's two early games that we don't care that much about. Yeah. Jeff Locke's going to go to Colorado and get pounded on. Uh, and Colin McHugh faces off against Martin Perez in a Texas battle. Uh, neither of them are that interesting. And you're probably not playing a two-game slate. We're not going to talk about those for DFS. Uh, but we do have these seven games in the evening. And so it's not a huge slate, but there's stuff to pick from. Matt, we start at catcher. Uh, who are your favorite picks at catcher? Honestly, I... I have two, and they're both kind of slam dunks, and I feel guilty okay. about it. I, I really wanted to have somebody who was, like, off the radar and goofy. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have that guy today. I, I couldn't There's find not that much. guy. Yeah. Um, I've got Jonathan Luke targeting Bartolo Colon. Sure. And I've got Matt Wieters versus Marcus Stroman. Yeah. Stroman's actually struggled with lefties a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Stroman's not being that dominant, doesn't have a great whip. I think he's he's not super exploitable, but he's not a guy you have to avoid, and... We're kind of on the record of trusting Matt Wieters again against righties. So. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Um, I had both of them, and then I have Brian McCann getting Ulysses Chassin, who has not been that bad and has been pretty all right against lefties, too. I don't think that he's a guy you have to avoid either, but he's he's not as bad as you think. A lot of people go, oh, Ulysses Chassin. It's been okay. Uh, so there's some Yankees you can use, but I don't. it's not obvious. And then um, your boy Wilson Ramos gets Miguel Gonzalez. I know he prefers lefties, but I you have to think he's going to do fine against Sam, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, it's, no, no more analysis there. Just, just yeah. Miguel Gonzalez is not very good, and and Wilson Ramos is having a great I, year. Uh, again, prefers lefties, person. but very capable of hitting righties. So Dylan, I'm, uh, I'm probably the wrong person to ask about any White Sox, really. There's there's a lot of bias here. Yeah, Gio Gonzalez against Miguel Gonzalez is going to be a, a tough matchup in Chicago, especially after James Shields got whooped on. Um, but but there are Nationals to pick from there. But I agree. Other than that, there's not a lot to go with. You can pick Yadier Molina as the cheap option just because he gets a lefty in Brandon Finnegan, which is good for him, and then just the Cardinals whooping on the Reds is going to be a thing. Uh, Brandon Finnegan's not that bad, and Yadier Molina's not that good, but... If you want a cheap option, I think it's Yadier for me, just to get a body in that lineup. They think they're going to score some runs. Um, but nothing exciting at catcher. Nothing new there. How about first base? Where are you thinking of going? I honestly, I, again, this, this is one where I was, I, I kind of feel the opposite of catcher here, where I was looking for, like, the obvious play that you can kind of, you know, bank mm-hmm. on, just, you know, you know, put those points right in the bank. The big name, yeah. I don't have that guy either. No. It's it's not a it's not a big first base day. This is a this is a day for the other guys. Yes, which is okay. It's something we don't do at first base a lot, but it's something we can do. Yeah. Uh, I wrote down I have Carlos Santana versus Nate Carnes. Sure. I like Nate Carnes, but he has he has his tough days. He can also give up walks, which Yeah. He does do that. On on base percentage is key in DFS. Mm-hmm. Got Joe Maurer versus Tom Kohler. Man, I wrote down Joe Maurer, and we never mentioned him. And I was like, I'm actually going to pick Joe Maurer today and, and argue for him against Matt. And yeah. you have him too, huh? It it makes too much sense. Lefty on righty. Tom Kohler doesn't scare me in the least. He's been bad, and he's on the road. I wanted to pick more twins. There aren't a lot of them to like. Um, but 
Joe Bauer has a 420 on base percentage against righties this year. Like he's just he's an on base machine. You know, it's so would, it's, would you say that he smokes righties this year? I I wouldn't say that, but I would kindly smirk when you said it. Sure, I'll give you that. Uh, he's been good, and he's he's had some pop against righties too. He's not the player he was. Pardon my train. Uh, the British show. The the British spinoff of our podcast, Pardon My Train. Uh, Pardon the Field of spinoff. Oh, boy. Um, who else you got at first base? On the other side, Justin Borg. It's Irvin Santana. I like that as one of the, like, safest plays of the day, almost. Yeah. It's not... Uh, safe isn't the right word, because you oh. want the on-base guy for safe numbers, I guess. But I, Justin Borg seems reliable. There's There's pop there. Uh, the, the last thing on my list is Justin Smoke versus Tyler Wilson. Okay. Uh, yeah, I want to be excited about Justin Smoke. You like that more than Edwin? Uh, Smoke is a lefty and righty. Yeah, it's a switch hitter. He gets that advantage. Edwin has kind of been beaten up I, I on lefty. He's a switch hitter. Yeah, but he gets yeah he gets yeah. advantage against Wilson. Yeah, Tyler Wilson is like weirdly competent enough to not really want to. He doesn't have a platoon split. Yeah. But he's not very he, again. Not really a platoon, not an obvious split, but he's not very good against either side. Yeah, there's so and, and Edwin prefers lefties this year. I don't know if you went with Edwin, you wouldn't be crazy, but yeah. it's not my favorite. Um, I have Chris Davis getting Marcus Stroman because again, Stroman has, has struggled with lefties a little bit, so I think that would be fine. Um, I wrote Joey Votto getting Wainwright, but Joey Votto's been so disappointing this year too. Banged up, I believe. Yeah, it's. I, I don't have a lot of confidence there in that one. Um, my other name, of course, is Chris Carter getting Bartolo Colon, because Bartolo can you know, allow his homers. That that happens. So if you want to go with Chris Carter, it's a fine Chris Carter day. Did, um, did Chris Carter hit two home runs the other day? Uh, probably. I didn't see that, but I would believe it. He I, he does I, that. He had like a really sure. big day. And I did. Yeah. He, he has them, the but there's a lot of zeros in between, but he can win you a GPP for sure. If you, if you grab him on a day when he connects. Uh, that's why I like him, so... Um, all right, on the second base, who are your favorite picks at second base, Matt? Obvious pick is obvious. I like Robinson Cano versus Josh Tomlin. Yes, absolutely. There's... Uh, Tomlin tends to give up home runs, and Robbie Cano tends to hit home runs. Yes, I think you're going to pay for it. Might be one of the most expensive second basemen, but for a good reason. Well, so. you're not paying for first base today, so... Yeah, no, I'm I'm totally fine with that. The The rest of the names on my, li- on my list, I kind of wrote down just because they're competent names, but I'm not really mm. inspired by any... Cano is by far the most inspiring option. Yeah. Do you like Matt Carpenter? I mean, you probably have him at third base, but... Yes, you know, He's playing second now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wrote them Jed Jerko getting Brandon Finnegan. Yeah, he could get a start there. I really like that pick, actually. They, that messy infield. You know, who knows? They like him against lefties. That's when he hits and he has pop, so he could get that start against Brandon Finnegan. So I think Jed Jerko's a really good pick there. Yeah, I've got Neil Walker against Jimmy Nelson. Okay. I'm fine with that. I like Jimmy Nelson a bit, but he has his blow-ups, and Neil Walker's pretty good. Derek Dietrich versus Irvin Santana. Never have a problem with that. Yeah. Lefty and righty. Yeah. And Daniel Murphy getting Mike Gonzalez, Miguel Gonzalez. Yeah. I definitely like that. He keeps hitting, and he'll be fine in that park, for sure. Oh, so. that park, gee. Oh. Uh, the only other names I had that you didn't... Jason Kipnis getting Nate Carnes, I assume you're fine with. Uh, nothing yeah, exciting there, but it'll be okay. Kipnis hasn't been as good against against righties as you would think this year. Yeah, he's, he's not 
he goes through his hot streaks that are nuts, and he's definitely not doing that. You know? No, he's not. Would you consider Brett Lurie getting Gio Gonzalez getting a lefty, or has Gio been too good? Uh, or should I just not ask you about White Sox? Uh, actually, I'd prefer the last, the last one, but Brett Lurie hasn't been very good against lefties. Yeah. Um, alright, third base. Third base was weirdly a tough day for me, too. It's like first base where usually there's a bunch of studs I can pick from. Uh, I've got you can t- take... Go ahead. You can take Todd Frazier getting Gio Gonzalez. Yeah, that's who I had. It's the, the White Sox guy you'll trust, but Gio's been good. Yeah, I mean, it's the platoon advantage is where you'd want to take a guy against him, but... Honestly, I think the best case for Todd Frazier in this is that he hits mm-hmm. a home run, like, in the eighth inning of some random reliever. Yes. Instead of against, oh, and the White Sox are down eight to two. Yes, and they're and they're not using their ace relievers. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's an option. I put Anthony Rendon getting Mel Gonzalez. Uh, Rendon prefers lefties, so it's not a great matchup for him. But I just see a lot of runs being scored there, whether it's White Sox bullpen or uh, Miguel Gonzalez himself. Yeah, People on base for Rendon, so that's more betting on the team matchup than the player matchup. But I'm totally fine with that as an option. I wrote Aaron Hill getting Bartolo Colon. I've said that I trust Aaron Hill. I think he's he's been doing pretty well. Um, quietly. not He's not pounding the ball, but quietly having a just-fine season on a team that nobody's paying attention to. Okay. And Bartolo can give up his hits, so that'd be fine. Um, my last name, the most reliable name for me, I think the safest one that I would probably go with, is Kyle Seeger getting Josh Tomlin. Again, Homer Machine and Kyle Seeger is always pretty all right against righties. So I, I, I stopped I stopped myself from writing that down. And I don't remember why. You had a reason. I think I did. Josh Tomlin's been pretty good. His yeah. his issue is just giving up those homers. You just got to hope that he connects on one. You know. So, um, did you have any third baseman I didn't mention? I wrote down Jose Ramirez getting Nate Carnes. Yeah, he can sometimes qualify at third base. I'm fine with that. So he's just keeps hitting. So. Uh, Honestly, I I would probably avoid a guy like Ramirez and a day like today and, and go for the upside with the power. Yeah, I can see that. Um, okay, anybody else through at third? No, nobody worth it. You, you could take like Donaldson against Tyler Wilson, I guess, but that's not that exciting. It's not a great matchup for that. Too. Yeah, it's it's. I usually I have a ton of options at third base. I'm just not feeling it today. You know. Uh, Again, I think Rendon against Chicago is just fine to get a guy who's going to be fine. Take Prado against Santana, I guess. I mean, I don't want Trevor Plouffe against Tom Kohler. Prado really. against Santana, no. No, you only want him against the lefty? Yes. Okay. Um, how about shortstop? Did you do better there? A bit. Um, yeah, I, I can say I'm probably more confident in my shortstops than my third baseman. All right, what are you thinking? Showing Manny Machado against Marcus Stroman. Sure. Uh, Stroman's weakness is more to lefties, but I think that's fine. Machado's so good, it shouldn't matter. I understand Zach Kozart getting Adam Wainwright. I like that a lot, actually. I I think they keep batting him leadoff, and I think that the Reds can score on, on Wainwright and the Cardinals, so I think he could be involved in that for sure. Wainwright has struggled a bit more with Rays this year, but he's also kind of bounced back over the past month, so I'm not it's been sure if I better. Can... I'm not sure. I'm not sure if his splits are as reliable as, as they seem. Yeah, he's been better, but he hasn't been Adam Wainwright. I still think you can pick on him. So actually, yeah, he's been confident. Yeah, competent, yeah, I, I, but I, not somebody I'm avoiding. And last, I wrote on Cardinals shortstop versus Brandon Finnegan. Yeah, could be Jerko, could be Diaz, could be could be sure. the obligatory mention of Johnny Peralta. 
Could be Johnny Peralta. Together again yeah. for the first time. Yeah, they play him at third base, but he, he you know, that's a, that's a third base option. But yeah, could be could be a shortstop too. We haven't seen a lot from him yet this year. He was our he was our boy last year, but not seen a lot of him yet. But I, I, it's an option for sure against Brandon Finnegan and the Reds. Absolutely, he should be fine. He's a switch hitter. He hit home run yeah. today. He's he's Johnny's back. All right, Johnny Good. is gonna, back. It's gonna help us out, especially if he's shortstop or third base eligible. We'll yeah. be good. Um, I wrote Eduardo Nunez getting Tom Kohler. He's better against lefties, but they're still batting him lead off, and I think they're gonna score runs on Tom Kohler, so I think that would be fine. Francisco Lindor against Nate Carnes is we can pick Lindor. He Lindor is our new Johnny Peralta. That you know, switch hitter that's viable most days. Uh I don't I don't think Nate Carnes is an especially exploitable pitcher, but he'd be okay. And then um uh, Jonathan VR gets uh, Bartolo Colon, which I think that VR is becoming an option just about every day, especially considering how much he runs. You know, right. so yeah, not not exciting, but very capable. Um, all right, Matt, what are you looking at in the outfield? In the outfield, I've got Nelson Cruz getting Josh Tomlin. Okay, yeah, that's, I that's a pure power play. Just hoping he runs into one against. Him. I agree. Yeah, I have the same. Usually we like Cruz against lefties, but this is just a guy that gives up homers and yeah, puts much. him in the air, hoping yeah. Cruz can muscle one out. Kristen Yelich getting Irvin Santana. Cool. Yeah. What about Marcelo Zuna? I think I'd rather have the lefty against Santana. Yeah, Zuna prefers lefties, but part of me thinks he's good enough anyway. But uh, Yelich is the one you would prefer. Yeah. I would agree. Uh, Ryan Braun versus Bartolo. Yep, absolutely. That's yeah. the Brewers outfielder I like. Certainly the best one. Yeah, Bartolo. He's again. He's really a platoon split, but he's mm-hmm. slightly been slightly worse in OBP against righties over the past few years. It, yeah, this is like enough of you know it, we've got you know practically decades of sample size with Bartolo, and yeah, it, this has been something that's it's kind of held true over the last four years in particular. Believe it or not. Mm-hmm. No, I'm fine with that for sure. Uh, Ruta Nunes-Cespedes versus Jimmy Nelson. Yeah, I'm starting to have trouble picking Mets, for sure, uh, to to stream, but or to use, but Cespedes is pretty good. You know, he's, he's cooling off a little bit, but that's just because he was so darn hot, you know. Uh, it's righty on righty, but that's fine. Uh, Bryce Harper getting Miguel Gonzalez. Sure, I wrote that, and again, I think there's enough scoring to be done in that game that I would even take Ben Revere. Not exciting, but I think he'll be involved in that, don't you? I, James Shields got him, you know, made, made him look foolish. Oh boy, I, I, it's not a slam dunk at all. But I, I think that if you want to go with Ben Revere as a cheaper option, I could see a lot of points being scored in that game. Uh, t- today I'll take a, a Piscotti with my coffee, please. Okay, I wrote down Cardinals outfield, but yes, he loves to kill lefties. He's probably the the favorite there. She is. Uh, a few of my cheaper options are done. Hensu Kim versus Marcus Stroman, if he gets in there. He he's getting a getting a righty, so you would hope so. I yeah. Did did oh, we, we we didn't speak of, about the the uh, the Donnie Brook either? No, we didn't because we recorded before that happened. Yeah, yeah. right before it happened. Um, there was the second time this year that we've recorded early for some reason, and then a fight happens later that day, and we don't get to talk about it. Did, did, I don't know what is there to talk about it. It's two players that get in too many scuffles and one to beat each other up. You know. Uh, I just the fact that it's, it's Manny Machado and Jordano Church just like my, my heart swelled three sizes it's just with those two. Yeah, like, Yordano keeps throwing at people and has a bad reputation for it, but uh, 
Machado doesn't have the reputation of an angel either. No, not so. the least. No, so no. You're, I mean, everybody looks bad in a fight like that. I don't know, I'm I just, like, all right. I, I, there were two two aspects of this of this dust up that that really made me smile. What's that? First up, uh, Salvi Perez and his like half hearted attempt to stop Machado from running out there. Yeah, that was a good one. He kind of was like, no, don't, don't, okay, all right. Yeah, yeah he got there, but it, he. He, t- he took his time. I just they was talked just... about it on Effectively Wild, and it kind of they didn't make this comparison, but it reminded me of like I've never specifically been in this situation, but if you're with a friend and your friend's trying to start a fight, and you're like in this position where you're like, well, I need to take my friend's side, but you're also like, if it's my friend's fault and he started it, you kind of got to let him get his butt kicked, you know? You're like, there's a loyalty thing to it, and then there's also like a you're on your own, man. Like. <laughs> did this, you know? Yeah, so I, I, I thought that, uh, that I enjoyed. And then, uh, speaking of Hensu Kim, he was, you know, believe it or not... He was in it. He, oh, yeah. Like, he stuck the, out. Like, like pulling bodies out. I, I was... I, I'm not, That's I, great. I, I was kind of curious to see, like, how he'd be... How he, you know... With, with, the, with these Donnybrooks and these, these fracases... Yes. You, you, you can kind of see, like, you know, what kind of, you know, team dynamics there are. And he was, like, right in there. Like, he was, he was like, you know, slapping Manny on the ass when he, when he, when he pulled him out of the pile. Yeah. Yeah. He was right in there. Apparently, he's, he's fitting in better in Baltimore than we thought. So. Yeah. Which is cool. Once he start, once he start hitting, then once he start playing, you're real popular when you perform well. Yeah. You know. Yeah. When you, when you're, every, every time you go out there, you get two or three hits. Everybody likes a guy that produces, for sure. So. But. Yeah, I didn't have any strong opinions about the fight. It just, I rolled my eyes for the most part. Uh, I did get to see, I mean, did you get a new appreciation for Rugnetador's punch when you saw Manny Machado try and throw one that was really bad? <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, this is what baseball fights are like. They're usually boring. That Odor one was so good. Oh uh, yeah, this, this is usually how baseball players try and the punch. The thing with the Odor was just like the, the level of violence that you don't really yeah. see in these, you know? It, it was gnarly. I wasn't rooting for it, but I can still appreciate a good punch when you don't see very many of them. Supposedly yeah. the hardest thing to do is stay calm during a fight, and it's pretty obvious that none of these baseball guys except Rugnet can. Yeah, he connected. Oh boy. Um, all right. So, in the outfield, I wrote down Yankees outfielders against Chassin, but again, I don't think it's as exploitable as I'm you not think. I'm a fan of it, uh, They'll be okay, um, but it's it's not... I think a lot of people will be rushing for it, and it's not where I want to go. Um, you can also pick on Ivan Nova, of course, Yankee Stadium. That's Mike Trout and Cole Calhoun. Um, I think that's totally fine. Uh, I wrote Michael Saunders as my favorite Blue Jay outfielder getting Tyler Wilson. That's the lefty getting him, yeah, and he'll be cheaper. And Yeah, he'll be good. I wrote uh, Adam Duvall and Jay Bruce getting Adam Wainwright. I think that's totally fine. Again, I'm willing to uh, fade the Reds, which a lot of people don't do. They'll, I mean, everybody's going to be on the Cardinals, which you should be because they're going to score runs. But I think that'll, you know, it's easy to go, oh, the Reds stink. And it's like, they can still score runs. People aren't going to pick them. But uh, that could be a, a high-scoring game on both sides. I'm not sure what to do, um, honestly. Yeah. Um, and that's it for me. Do you have any other outfielders? I wish he, I just wish Duval had a better OB, OBP. That's all. It is low OBP. You're definitely just hoping he runs into one. But yeah, uh, Matt, did you have any other outfielders? I have a super cheap option that you're gonna be perfect before. Perfect. It's it's that random guy that I went to high school with. Okay. Robbie Grossman. Did you go to high school with Robbie no, Grossman? He, his name sounds like every guy I went to high school with. Oh, I'm like I didn't know that about you. No, he's just he has a a, a very any man name. Uh, 
high, uh, a high school boy around 1998 in particular. <laughs> in, in Robbie Grossman. Yeah, and what, you like Robbie Grossman getting Tom Kohler? Yeah, lefty and righty, and Grossman, he's getting run out there occasionally, and he's actually done pretty well against righties this season. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I like it as a cheap pick. Any cheap pick in the outfielder at catcher or shortstop has my attention, for sure. Um, all right, and then pitching's a little bit tricky this day. We have seven games to choose from and a lot of mediocre pitchers. Um, Gio Gonzalez is probably the ace against the White Sox, and I don't even think that's a great matchup, but I think he's probably has the highest upside, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I, I guess I have to agree with that statement. I, yeah, I'm, just, it's, I'm, it's, I'm trying to think of if, I could, if there's anyone I could play devil's advocate with, and there really isn't. Um, the other one I like is Marcus Stroman getting Baltimore, mostly because Baltimore strikes out so much, and he can be pretty good, so he could work his way into more strikeouts with a matchup. But he's not a great strikeout guy anyway. No, uh, so I don't. No, no I don't. I, I disagree. I'm not a fan of this. First of all, I'm not a fan of Stroman in general. I think he he was. Yeah. Insanely overrated last year and insanely overrated this year. And sure, I agree. Overrated, but still good, I think. I think still definitely an option. Um, Jimmy Nelson getting the Mets is fine by me. Jimmy Nelson had a bad outing last time, but before that had really straightened things out. He's gotten rid of his weakness against the lefties for the most part. And I just think the Mets are banged up. It's the outfield. It's Cespedes, Granderson, uh, Conforto. And then it's Neil Walker. It's his Drupal. Like... The, the lineup's not that good. The infield is so, rough. Yeah. So And, I mean, I don't think Granderson and Conforto are that good. So I think Jimmy Nelson is a totally fine medium medium play here. Um, if, you want, if you're looking for a win, uh, I mean, I just said Jimmy Nelson, but Bartolo's been pretty okay. You know, you're not going to get strikeouts. Like, the, the ceiling's fairly low, but he is a play that, that's all right. The, the Brewers don't hit that well. He has a 3 ERA on the year. I mean, he has allowed four runs in his last three starts, and he's also only gotten six strikeouts. But the, the ceiling's <laughs> not there, but it is definitely an option with Bartolo. He has a, a okay chance of not blowing up for you. Um, I have Nate Carnes. Again, he's been up and down, but I, I tend to trust Nate Carnes. He doesn't go that deep, and I don't think the Indians are that scary, personally. I don't think they're bad, but I don't think they're a matchup to avoid. So I, I trust Nate Carnes there. And the only other name I have is... Yulis Chassin getting the Yankees, and his ERA is like four and a half, but he has 48 strikeouts to 18 walks. I mean, Yankee Stadium's not going to help, but the Yankees aren't that good either. So if you want to get real sneaky if you're playing a GPP, I think that is something to consider. Not get excited about, you know, and you got to use that extra money to hit with your batters and hope that they connect, but uh, I think Chassin is an option. Do you think that's crazy? No, I don't think it's crazy. Yeah, it's not exciting. I'm not saying run out and grab him, run out and pick him up. Like I'm not gonna stream him in head to head or anything. But I, I genuinely do not think much of the Yankees' offense. Yeah, and I think Shasin is not good, but better than people think. So uh, it's an option. Did you have any other pitchers to consider? Can't take Wainwright against the Reds, can you? Why not? I just don't trust him. I guess. I mean, his ERA is still five point four for the season. Well, yeah, it's only but been it was better, like, but you know, infinity. Yeah, it, yeah. I don't. I guess that's win hunting, is what it is, because you expect that the uh, the Cardinals are going to get him a bunch of run support. So you would hope. I yeah, guess if I could take Yulisha Cien, I can take Adam Wainwright, hoping for a win, or Bartolo. Yeah. You know, I think I'd, if I'm if I'm win hunting, I'd rather go with the better offense. I think. Mm-hmm. Anybody else you're even looking at? 
Yvonne Nova do anything for you? No. 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 Even against the Angels, no. no. There's no... That's bad. I mean, Irvin Santana, you can hope against the Marlins, because the Marlins are capable of falling on their faces. I think I'd rather... I, and, no, I think, if anything, I'd rather have Tom Kohler. Oh, really? He's been so bad. I mean, it's the Twins. The Twins can be a slump buster. 4-5-0 ERA. 1-6 whip on the year, Matt. I can't take a 1-6 whip guy. Yeah, you don't know that can I. I lied. The last time out, he only allowed one walk against the Mets, but before that, five walks in four consecutive starts. That's like, he's been walking everybody. It's No, I can't go near Tom Kohler. That's why he has a 1-6 whip. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the Twins. I could see a good start there, but uh, you'd, ha- you'd have to just be shooting for a real unpopular pick and hoping it connects on a cheap GPP, you know. Only other name is Josh Tomlin, and Josh Tomlin gives up fly balls all day. They could go for homers, and if you're lucky, they get caught. You know, those those home run guys, sometimes they work their way into lucky BABIP games, you know. And it's in Seattle, but there's not a lot of confidence for me there for Josh Tomlin. So, control artist, but it could go pretty badly, too. Um, so, yeah, I might do something like Jimmy Nelson and... <sighs> Nate Carnes, I guess. That, you you got to decide if you want to pay for Gio or not, basically. Yeah, I honestly, I think I prefer going the Jimmy the Jimmy Carnes ticket as opposed to say you know paying for Gio. Yeah, I like Stroman better than you, but I'm not sure I'm going to do it. You know, so it's a tough day. It's a tough day. Uh, Matt, we got to pick some streamers as well. Uh, you can take Shasin. You can take Tyler Wilson. You probably don't want him against the Blue Jays. Take Finnegan. He's been better than you think, but not who I want against the Cardinals. Then Bartolo or Nate Carnes. I just got beat up by Nate Carnes, but I gotta I gotta I gotta trust Nate Carnes, I think, against against the Indians. I'll go Bartolo then. I think Bartolo's the safer one. And if you're playing catch up on me, we should have switched. You should be taking more risks than me. I should be taking well, the see, safe I, one. I just spent the entire week taking risks and I'm gonna I'm gonna switch it up and go save. Yeah. I like both of those. I think those are the options. So you have Bartolo, I have Nate Carnes. I think they're both fine on what is a tough day for streaming but if you're thinking about it those are places to go so um alright Matt you got anything before we uh, get on out of here I really cannot wait to not watch this White Sox game tomorrow <laughs> you're like great no, I'm not gonna can't wait to find something else on at the same time you can watch uh, Bartolo and Jimmy Nelson I see, I see. or Tom Kohler in uh, in Minnesota well uh, that'll do it for Matt and I Matt is on Twitter at Matt D underscore DFS I'm on Twitter at Higgins FOS um I'll be back on Friday morning. I'm being rejoined by Yancey Eaton. Oh, awesome. Yancey on, and, and he did great. And he's going to join Brad and I on our live uh, live broadcast on Friday morning. That's at 8 a.m. West Coast, 11 a.m. East Coast. You can catch it uh, on FanGraphs. We broadcast it live uh, using Google Hangouts. So you can watch our goofy mugs as we talk about all the Friday options for that giant slate. Um, and Yancey will be joining us. So there's a live chat. You can interact with us. It's really fun. If you aren't interested in that, uh, the podcast will come out that day as normal. So you can just check it out midday, and we'll have the audio version of it together so you can get things ready for that giant Friday night stack, which is, you know, always a big one. But, yeah, Yancey will be joining uh, Brad and I on Friday. And then Matt and I will be back on Monday, as always, Monday through Friday. So uh, for Matt, I'm Dylan. Uh, Good luck with your stacks, and we'll talk to you then. Enjoy your baseball. Thank you for listening to the Field of Streams podcast. For more fantasy baseball analysis, visit fangraphs.com slash fantasy or follow us on Twitter at Rotographs.